I'm a big fan of Giving Tuesday. I, I, know I worked in nonprofits in Dayton here for a few years at the fundraising executive level, and uh, this is a big day for, for local nonprofits. Tuesday uh, really represents, um, I know it's it's just it's a sort of a kickoff to the holiday. This is Brian. And this is Brian. And this is the Brian and Brian podcast coming to you again live from the suburbs of Dayton, Ohio. It's, it's, uh, I don't know, I was going to make a bad suburban joke. I don't even have a suburban joke today, so we'll just dive right in. That's a great idea, because this week we're going to be talking talking about, now you're going to be doing a lot of shopping this week, a lot of shopping. Some of you are going to be elbowing your way through Black Friday, which is going to be starting on Thursday. Some of you are going to be relaxing over the weekend and then hitting the internet hard on Monday for Cyber Monday. But we really want to talk about is the day that comes after Cyber Monday. And this has been going on for a few years now, which is Giving Tuesday. I'm a big fan of Giving Tuesday. I, I, I worked in nonprofits in Dayton here for a few years at the fundraising executive level. And uh, this is a big day for, for local nonprofits. Tuesday uh, really represents um, I know it's it's just it's a sort of a kickoff to the holidays. It's a way to, to finish the year strong and bring focus to their mission. And I know uh, my household we we participate in Giving Tuesday, and uh, I, I routinely on Facebook share the charities that that we support on that day. Nonprofits I know make the bulk of their money during the holidays, and I didn't work as high a level as you did in the nonprofit sector, but I definitely was part of it with the Miami Valley Literacy Council for mm. years. And it's it's tough during the year. And it is getting that shed is important. And this is, and I think two things collide. It's the end of the tax season, so people are trying to bump up those uh, those those donations for their deductions, and as well as the, as the holidays, it reminds people that we have residents and neighbors and uh, folks here in our communities um, throughout the region that could use a little extra help. So when you're stuffing your cart. It's a good time to throw a couple extra things in for, for some of these charities that could use some help. And the, the great thing is, and it doesn't have to be hundreds of dollars, like $5 here, $20 here. Whatever you're saving on Amazon right? or Amazon shipping, because you have, you have Prime, you know you do, donate that to a charity of your choice. And we're going to talk about a few of the local charities. By no means is this a comprehensive list. This is mainly the list of... of people that we've worked with in the past or we know that are doing good stuff in the city of Dayton that we're just going to remind you are out there. Hey, real quick, speaking of Amazon, is your Amazon account, is it linked to a charity? Like I've, I've seen some charities that have emailed me some nonprofits and saying link your account. I will confess, I have not done that. I have promoted it for other nonprofits that I've done social media for. I think it's called Amazon Smile. Yeah, Smile. But no, I have not done it. I know Amazon does it where you basically donate by shopping. Target, I think with, through their red card, you can donate just by shopping. You can designate somebody as the recipient. And also Kroger does it. Yeah, you DLM. Do it, you could Kroger do it through your Kroger card. DLM yeah. does it. So, hey while you're doing shopping maybe today take some time before you do all your thanksgiving shopping and link all that stuff up your social media and internet savvy you found us 
and that was no accident. So get out there, check your frequent shopper cards, your loyalty cards, and link them. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll bet uh, if you look in the blog post around this uh, at smartguyinatie.com, you will see um, links to each, to each of these charities, and you can find out more how to link to them with your frequent buyer card or Amazon account and uh, support these guys year-round. And they just got us linked onto Google Play. I'm waiting after an exhaustive evening last night of making sure we're up on iTunes as well. This is going big time. No kidding. We're one Nicole Net guest post away from being famous. Do we, um, should we mention Josh McGee too, just so he feels a little bit of love? Listen, if Josh McGee heard this podcast in Wilmington, Ohio, which proves that the World Wide Web is really the World Wide Web. Uh, he he got this in Wilmington. I mean, he's made it to Wilmington. We've made it to Wilmington. How much further can we go? I had Cincinnati and Cleveland on my radar, but now that we have landed in Wilmington again, uh, I feel there's nothing more to do here but share uh, what we're going to do with these charities in the next couple weeks. If that's not enough of a shout-out to you, Josh, we're done. <laughs> and listen, Josh has not paid us yet for that plug-in or plug-out shout plug it doesn't matter. Josh, you're the man, and we're, we're glad that you're out there in Wilmington doing the good work. Now Nicole's going to be bitter, but let's actually spend some time talking about uh, charities, shall we? Yeah. Pick the one that you would like to discuss first. Ooh. Alyssa, I'm partial to a, a few of these, and uh, the first one I, I would mention is uh, Crayons to Classrooms. Um, <clears throat> this is a great charity in town, and and what uh, Steve and the crew do there at uh, C2C is year-round that they're collecting school supplies, classroom school supplies, and they have a, uh, it looks like a retail store, and teachers can come there uh, from qualifying school districts, and, and most school districts here qualify, uh, to shop for school supplies uh, for students. So it does two things at once. It alleviates the burden of school teachers purchasing supplies personally, and it also, um, puts school supplies directly into the hands of students who need them most and takes that burden off of off, off their parent or grandparents or whoever's watching those kids to, to make sure there are plenty of pens, pencils, paper, and classroom supplies. So uh, Crowns the Classroom is a great organization and uh, we just um, spent a little bit of money on them through my wife's workplace uh, drive for C2C just a few weeks ago. I'm a huge fan of anything that helps students and teachers get get materials into the students hands so they can work yeah. because there are so many students that you know they can't afford some of this stuff and yep. they they are going to need the help over the holidays and going into next semester yeah i i just would rather see kids getting uh toys and candy in their stockings and mom and dad not worrying about pens pencils and rulers for january when they get back to school and c to c makes that happen mm -hmm. i am a big huge personal fan of clothes that work as well um, this is a charity that's located in the job center at least last I checked it was in the job Still there. center good it's just there uh, where you can go and you can donate old clothes and if you're getting a lot of clothes for Christmas you can donate some of those clothes you could donate money to them but they help people with resumes they help people get dressed and get back into the workforce and as Somebody who's been teaching that, not just at the School of Advertising Art for the last year or so, but in most of my classrooms as well, that is a skill that 
not a lot of people have because they haven't been taught. I mean, how do you know how to dress for a job without a right. tie? Without a tie. Well, it, hey, look at that callback. <laughs> but you know, the thing about clothes that work is it really has grown from this place that was helping women uh, be dressed for re-entry to the workplace and for men who had come from whatever circumstances, preparing them to be dressed well for interviews and to go back into the workforce. And so from those professional clothing drives, it's a great place to drop off that suit that doesn't fit like I did just a few weeks ago uh, because they're going to find somebody who needs those work clothes. But now it is into the uh, interview skills and resume building and uh, those soft skills that really help people move uh, from either one industry to another or, or coming into the workforce the first time from whatever their background. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'll tell you, there's so many on this list we're talking about today, but a kid again is one that's near and dear to my heart. I was a part of that organization uh, for over two years here in Dayton. A kid again is dedicated to improving the lives of, of sick kids, of kids who are battling life-threatening illnesses. And what they do here in the Miami Valley, as well as Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, is they they provide monthly social recreation events for the entire family. And at last count, there are about 400 of those families in the Miami Valley. Who have a child suffered a terminal illness and every year they do a, a christmas holiday party and give away gifts not only to that sick kid but to the brothers and sisters too and i love them for that and uh, i'll be uh, giving to a kid again this holiday season and hope you'll think about it as well yeah and i know we have some friends who've, who've done a lot of really good work for a kid again and it's yep. it's important that kids that are, are going through that feel normal that's, that's they, the whole thing. Like they, like they don't feel that, you know, I'm sick and I'm sorry. Right. Like, like they just want to go see Thor Ragnarok yeah. too, or they just want Christmas presents, or they just want... The big trip to Kings Island yeah. in the summer that they do for them too. It's a, a great organization operating across Ohio and very active here in the Miami Valley. And the one I... Our friend Scott does this one he's very active with it is the hope foundation of greater dayton yeah and not everybody like and there's other great food pantries around here like the food bank things like that but not everybody can make it to the food pantries and the nice thing about the hope foundation is that it becomes like one of those food trucks that are so popular in dayton right now it brings the food to places that need it the most it brings the food to places that may not be able to get to any of the other food places that you can get to. And I think that is a brilliant thing um, that they do. And it's not just food, it's other services. They help connect people with some of the, the other uh, things in Dayton that can help them um, do their stuff. You know, fun thing about the, 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 about the Hope Foundation is that they're set up out there at the, um, at the church on Indian Riffle Road, the other side of the green out there at the, at the vineyard. And if you have kids and you're looking for a way to get your kids uh, actively volunteering, uh, there's no age requirement here. Scott will, uh, I've taken my kids when they were as young as 9 and 10, 8, and they can fill bags and uh, help divide the food. And um, kids can sort uh, soup cans and canned vegetables into bags. And it really allows your kids at an early age to get involved in volunteering in a way that directly impacts families in the area. So 
Uh, one thing I do know when you're volunteering, when you're donating food, um, you can't just gather up the leftovers for the last big holiday party and dump them off. Uh, when you're donating food, it has to be in cans, it has to be in labeled cans, it has to be in boxes. So that way the people that are donating it or the people that are distributing it know where it's going to go. Right. And if they want to use that to prepare a meal, then so be it. But as far as a donor goes, make sure that you're giving stuff with labels, stuff that's boxed, stuff that's good to go. You don't clean your cabinets. Give, give what you'd want to have. Swing by Aldi. Aldi has some amazing stack deals. Them stack them up. Go to, go to Costco. Um, now, and by the way, this is a rare occurrence. We actually do have a list of charities that we're going to be talking about. That's true. Which is odd for us. We, we kind of prepared for this one. I know. Let's We're veterans. It, let's let's our, not make it a habit. It's our second episode. We're old timers. Um, so there's some other places too. Like we we're thinking about like where can people go to volunteer this time of the year, and uh, how can you get involved? And another great one that's feeding people uh, is the House of Bread. Uh, when Bill Evans started the House of Bread, he 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 said, "What's the easiest way to feed hungry people?" And and that's what he did. He he doesn't. They don't take applications. They don't take income statements. If you're hungry. You show up at the House of Bread, and they'll feed you lunch every day, 365 days a year. And now Melody Bennett is the director out there, and she's doing a fantastic job. But they always need donations, and you find them on Facebook. She puts out appeals for what they need to finish their menus every day. And it's a great place to volunteer as well. If you have high school kids, um, they're always looking for volunteers out there. And uh, you're not going to have a better time during the holidays or even year-round to volunteer at uh, the House of Bread. People that just want to eat. And these are... this. The, it's not homeless. This is the work, working class people who just need a little more during the week. And if they can uh, eat lunch uh, or bring the kids for lunch, uh, that's one less meal they have to purchase uh, for the house. And uh, House of Bread is just a safe, warm place for people to come get food. And uh, I encourage you to click on the link in the blog post and see what Melody needs to, uh, to feed folks over the holidays out there at the House of Bread. Speaking of safe places, as I'm going to use this as a segue, the Artemis Center is another place that is a really, really good place to donate to because they're helping women who may be fleeing abusive relationships find a place to just settle down. Um, never being in that situation, but knowing some women in that situation, it's not an easy thing to do because you have to have a place that you're going to go that you know you're going to be safe and the Artemis Center provides that and then they provide fam they provide resources for the family they provide a place to stay and they they provide those those other needs for those ladies you know it really is sad that it's this time of the year that that we're thinking about our families and, and uh, parties and get-togethers but for people in abusive relationships and that need an escape route this time of the year sort of elevates all that and escalates that thing and and the need for assistance and help at Artemis Center and the YWCA increases from this point to the end of the year which is really heartbreaking but um, we're not talking just folks who need help with food or, or gifts and illness but the Artemis Center addressing um, just one of the more horrible things that happens in our society way too often yes far too often now you kicked my dog coming in, so I feel like we need a. You didn't kick him. Wait, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a bad lead-in. See, it's a when you hear the next charity, that'll be funny. 
Uh, my dog greeted Brian at the door. I am going to flip this table. Patrick the Wheaton can, cannot, he cannot hear this podcast, but Sixa, you know, I, I tell you, I love talking to the folks at um, the Animal Rescue and Sixa uh, and realize, you know, they have more than just dogs and cats that need rescue. Mm-hmm. I, a few weeks ago, I was at Second Street Market and they had a bunny that needed a rescue. Uh, they uh, often have uh, turtles and reptiles and amphibians, which I always get those confused. They have those uh, that need rescue, like lizards and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. You think Sixa, you think cute kittens and dogs who need a hug, but it's way beyond that. And this year, um, don't buy your kids a puppy for Christmas. Just get them, get them a video game or better yet, a board game. Don't don't buy. Let's not buy pets for Christmas. Look, I'm all for board games. If you are going to buy a pet, though, make sure you're committed to it. I think that I think Sixa gets and other. I've heard of other places getting them, or you know, unfortunately being abandoned in other ways. But because they get this this puppy or this cat or this bunny, and they don't want to have the commitment, the lifelong commitment. Right. They just wanted to get it as a gift, and three months later, everyone's bored with it, and they need to find another family for it. Yeah. Just think about that before you buy a puppy or a kitten. And who um, wants to house train a puppy? Go to six, uh, find a dog that's two or three years old that needs a home. Yes. Who's going to love you more than, than the dog you find at the, at the mall. Older dogs are always in need yeah. of love as well. Actually, um, we're talking about getting a dog sometime in the near future, and that's what we want to adopt. See, that's what happens. You, you move out of the apartment, you get a house, you double your floor space, the cats are like party then you have a yard and what does that yard need sure a garden but it needs a dog to chase the squirrels out of the garden that's what's happening that's exactly why we want to get a dog we just want to get a squirrel biter i can build fences call me in the spring i will uh hey and if you're not sure about a dog from sixa call me i'll loan you my dog for 24 hours and um maybe we'll you know you'll bring it back and you'll think I'm just going to go help Six to take care of other dogs instead of you taking care of a dog. Because your dog is fantastic. He is. Well, he's good looking. He's he is a good looking. He is a good looking guy. It looks like he just got his hair cut for the, the holidays. Yeah. Well, he's keeping it fresh. People are coming over. Yeah. We got. Yeah, no, we, got we got. We things. <laughs> we got events. <laughs> he's like. He's looking good for December. I'm cleaning the china, and the dog got a haircut. That's what we do. Sometimes that's all you need. That's right. I can't believe we just. My dog has now got way more of this podcast time than he ever deserved. He'll never hear it. <laughs> he can't download this. He lives here. He's going to hear the editing tonight. <clears throat> he's, he's probably a fan. Uh, hey, so, okay, so what else we got on this? We got a pretty good list. We do have a pretty good list. We have Equitas on this list as well. Yes. Equitas, um, if you're not familiar with who they are, they used to be the AIDS Resource Center. And they are still located downtown. They're still doing fantastic things. I've been volunteering with them for a while, um, mainly through Masquerade. And you know they've been providing free AIDS testing and AIDS support and um, other resources to the LGBTQT community um, for years. And straight people. And straight, straight people. Straight cisgender. Yes. No, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. But like every like. That's the thing about Equitas, they're really focused on fighting this AIDS epidemic, and um, the cause, the origination, or where you are in your life, or what your purposes are, do not apply, and it's a disease that, that crosses all boundaries, 
and that's what that's maybe the best part of the name is, is Equitas mm -hmm. that there is that they are addressing this across the board and, and it's a statewide organization now and uh, but a lot of that strength comes from here in Dayton oh yeah Dayton a lot of that foundation came from Dayton and it kind of spread throughout the rest of the state and again we've been like our friends have been involved with it and kind of helped it grow to where it is now so Equitas I think that you know, no matter where your passions lie or where your heart is, um, you know, we, every year, we send a, a, a little bit of money back to Africa, the people that we know there to help put some kids through school that, that we know the kids and have met the kids. Um, but if, if you know somebody who's who's hungry or you know somebody that that um, is looking for a pet or you know somebody that, that um, is, has suffered from AIDS or know somebody who is, Whatever that places in your heart that that pains you this time of the year, somebody out there is doing the work and they could use your support. And uh, mm -hmm. Equitas is definitely that for the for the community that's affected by by AIDS. Right. Another one that I just wrote down really quickly was the Pink Ribbon Girls. Um, I, that's another charity that I've done some work with, and I know. Uh, Meals from Scratch down in Centerville. They've done some amazing work with them. And the Pink Ribbon Girls help women who are battling breast cancer. And they help from everything from taking those women to and from their appointments to just providing meals when those women are just too tired to be able to like cook meals or uh, do laundry or do or take the kids to the their different appointments and right. just whatever um, the families need at that time they're <laughs> helping and just the, the struggle and the work that they're doing is absolutely fantastic and in hearing some of these stories is is really heartbreaking and sometimes um, inspiring for what these women are overcoming with not just the help of the pink ribbon girls and their support but the community that's behind them. Yeah, I tell you the, the one that oh, because we shopped. My wife and I shopped this past weekend for this one was Hannah's treasure chest. Uh, Hannah's treasure chest uh, goes goes back uh, quite a few years. I'm thinking probably around the early 2000s when I first heard of them, and uh, they were collecting socks for for kids that needed socks. And now they really are uh, an agency that helps provide everything that a child would need. Uh, from uh, social service referrals. So those kids that end up in foster care or in the care of a social worker, Hannah's Treasure Chest is meeting the needs of, of those kids at, at the time they needed the most with toys and clothing. And I know this weekend we were fortunate we got to buy a bath tub for a baby boy uh, and then uh, a stuffed animal and the towels and the soap. We just didn't feel like the, a tub by itself was enough and we just had a lot of fun shopping for a, a little boy. Uh, knowing that his mother would just have a burden lifted to, to have uh, something as simple as a, a baby tub and all the things that go with it um, for Christmas. So that was fun. So look for Hannah's Treasure Chest. They always have uh, Giving Trees uh, tags for specific families and specific children in need, and, and we're sure uh, thought it was fun to shop for this little baby boy last weekend. If you're not just shopping for little baby boys or little children, you can always go downtown to St. Vincent DePaul, and they've they've got everything. They I do. Mean, it, that is a place that if you're donating clothes, if you're donating furniture, if you're donating books, whatever it is you're doing, if you want to donate money, 
whatever it is you want to donate, they have it there somewhere. And it's it is. It's a huge resource for the community as well. And I did, it's located near the job center, so that's another place that people can go shopping while they're there uh, working on other things. And um, they've they've become a pillar of the community. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's another place, St. Vincent, both the shelter and the retail store over at St. Moses are a place you can volunteer as well. So if, again, if you're an adult and older kids, if you're looking for a place to volunteer, St. Vincent uh, always needs folks, especially at the shelter, lots of work to do there. But I know they have a minimum age requirement of 15 or 16, I believe, to be there. So, And I think that's another thing is, is volunteering is good too. Even putting together, putting forward like a couple hours a week, a couple hours a month, those are things that these nonprofits and these people that are helping other people can always use. And whether it's just sorting or cleaning or counting or handing out meals or you know taking people from point A to point B, Time is a commodity as well that they're more than happy to find something for you to do yeah. or utilize in some way, shape, or form. Because again, it's a little bit off of their plate and that helps somebody else in the community. Well, I'll tell you, and I think also that when people who don't need these resources engage with people who are in a vulnerable spot that do need the resources, it's encouraging to, to the recipient uh, to see people giving time to invest in these these folks these these aren't strangers these aren't outcasts these are our neighbors and um i know that for us in my household shoes for the shoeless was one of those organizations where we donated some money and some shoes uh for, from a, a request and then uh, my wife and kids ended up volunteering and, and being at a school and, and and actually sizing kids up getting new socks on their feet and putting new shoes on kids who were just wearing shoes way too old way too small and um the stuff that the Shoes for the Shoeless is doing is is admirable. I mean, they're they're very mission minded. They're they're simply providing kids in the Miami Valley with shoes who need shoes, and it's unbelievable how great that need really is. Yeah, and it's it's impressive how many people take for granted like just having shoes, right? Or the shoes that fit. Yeah, um, shoes that um, are full of holes and they can stand up against the weather. Mm -hmm. You don't think it's it's a big deal, but um, if you're shopping uh, this next week and involve the deals, get a couple pairs of kids' shoes and shoes to the shoes to find a kid that, that, that would love to have them. And you could donate cars to places. I know I've donated a car for when that person buys you that car and has it in your driveway with the bow on it, which I've never seen. Ever. I don't know who buys random surprise cars. No, but I was thinking if I donate my car, I would have to buy another car. Yes, yes you would. But would the donation get me enough street cred with a wife to get past the new purchase? Would it work for your wife? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, you can try it. I will. I'll report back. You know what? You try it. You report back and let me know how that goes. Yeah. And um, we have a spare bedroom. Yeah, I know. Like, I know the, the the local public radio station takes cars. Um, Goodwill takes cars. Uh, so if you, if you are upgrading for the holidays, think about think about giving your car away. Mm -hmm. So. And again, this is not in any way, shape, or form a comprehensive list of all the places in Dayton that are helping people that you can make donations to. This is just a short. Uh, half hour list of this places. This is the Brian Brian list. You this is the Brian Brian list. Yes, Listen, you called us. 
we we didn't well we do want to be in your in your podcast we do yeah we really do but thank you for listening uh we greatly appreciate it and uh, have a great holiday season yeah enjoy the holidays but uh why are to help somebody else enjoy theirs too it, it, it'll, it'll feel better than uh another another thing in your house you probably don't really need mm-hmm. so thanks for listening we'll see you guys again soon this is brian and this is brian and this is the brian and brian podcast brought to you by dayton most metro it's mostmetro.com. we love them and thank them for uh their support and making sure that the Miami Valley knows where to go for dinner, drinks, entertainment throughout the Dayton area. So check out mostmetro.com online, and uh, we'll see you guys again uh, soon with episode three.